Spotlight with Sarah Hendy. Brought to you by the Isle of Man Arts Council. Faster my good evening to you. It's great to be back in the studio again and lovely to have you along this evening. On the programme today, we'll be finding out about a new music competition for young people on the Isle of Man. Christy and Howard speak to some of the cast of Shrek the Musical and we look ahead to the next Acoustic Man concert, this time in Peel. We are here, there and everywhere this week on the programme. We may only recently have come out of lockdown, but there is so much happening. And we start today's programme with music teacher Laura Rolls, who is introducing a brand new competition for young people under the age of 18 on the island. Laura, it's lovely to have you with us today. Tell me, how did this come about? As a music teacher and as a parent as well, um, it came about when... For the second year in a row, a lot of music events were cancelled on the island. And quite understandably, I mean, they definitely made the right decision because they couldn't have gone ahead anyway. Um, But seeing my daughter like so disappointed after all the work she put in, knowing that she wouldn't be able to to do the competition or the concert um, and all the rest of my students as well, we had the same thing. And it just feels like there's been so many disappointments for children on the island this year. Um, I wanted to do something where they could showcase what they've been working on for the past year, a lot of which no one apart from their families have actually had a chance to see. Um, give them something positive to work towards as well, um, because it's been a bit of a struggle really as a teacher um, to keep students motivated through the year when we haven't had the usual goals that we would have to work towards. Um, And also just to kind of have a celebration of all the talent that's out there on the Isle of Man and let everybody else see see how great our kids are and how wonderful they are at music. Oh, it's so encouraging. And I suppose even as adults, I think we need something, we need a reason, don't we? We need a purpose to what we're doing. And it's so nice that they've got something to look forward to. And during TT week as well, when I suppose usually the island would be so busy and full of, you know, that buzz and life and the fair and all sorts of things that they'd ordinarily look forward to. This is, this is something different for their calendars that they can get excited about. Well, hopefully, yes. I mean, from a practical point of view as well, it means that the kids won't be in school. So we can, we can play the classes through the day and they can see them. And also us being teachers, we're not going to be working. So we'll have the time to do all the admin for it as well. In terms of who this is open to, who who can get involved with this competition? So it's open to preschool children and every um, every child in education. So up to the age of 18. A lot of competitions don't cater for children that young. But a lot of the teaching um, that I do is with very young children and they've got a lot to give and a lot to offer and I think everyone would love to see what they can do as well so we've put in a preschool class and we've had we've had quite a lot of um of interest in that which has been fantastic that's so wonderful and um describe to us how how this is going to work so there are there are deadlines that we'll talk about in a moment but in terms of entries and how those entries will be shared and can be enjoyed by all of us I think it's really quite special because it's a real range it's really good yeah exactly I mean we're talking about kids who'll be nearly going off to university to study music so they'll be like grade eight uh, diploma level players as well it's yeah it's going to be fantastic so the the plan is we're asking people to register their interest as soon as possible because that just helps with organization so we've got a very simple registration form um, for people to send back and then we're asking for videos to be sent in um by well during may depending on what classes um 
and then we're going to collate those videos into classes. So we're going to create like um, a, a class. So the, the piano key stage two class, for example, all the people who have entered that class, we're going to do like a montage video of everyone who's entered. And that will be posted at a set time um, on YouTube and then shared to our Facebook page. And then about 20 minutes later, we're going to post the adjudication and then show the winning entries as well. So that's going to be done for every classes. And I think we have something like 45 classes you can enter. Oh my gosh, it's wide open, <laughs> isn't it? That's so exciting. Yeah. In terms of the adjudication, I suppose one of the one of the key things about these competitions and these sort of festivals almost, I suppose, is um is learning from your performances and that's such a huge part of the adjudication and um, what what will be the process for that it, will there still be that sort of feedback element yes definitely so we are using off-island professional adjudicators um, so you'll have every single person who enters um, will have a, a crit sheet from the adjudicator sent back which would just be very brief kind of positive criticisms so things that the adjudicator liked things you might want to think about for your next time the next time you perform so every every single person will will receive feedback from a professional adjudicator um, i think it's also good to to watch everyone else as well who's at the same um same level as you and, and learn from your peers as well and kind of like look at what works and what doesn't and give you give you ideas that's wonderful. And I think something that I really like about this, because I am a bit of a nervous Nelly, I always get a bit panicked before I have to go on a stage and perform anything. And the idea that it's it's recorded in the comfort of your own home and then you share your work with everyone else um, just oh, I think if I were if I were of age to uh, of the age to be entering this, I'd be so reassured by that. Definitely. And if it goes wrong. Doesn't matter. You just start again. <laughs> you kind of got you've got more control over what you show show to the world. So it's it's how you kind of it's you at your best, really, rather than you go up on the stage and you forget your words and you know you can do it way better. But on that one occasion, in that one split second, it all goes wrong, which has happened to everybody. <laughs> it's happened to all of us. But it just means that you can kind of like show yourself as you as you want to be seen as a, as a musician and as a performer i think it's such a lovely opportunity and as you said there are 45 different classes um and there are some key dates that people need to have in their diaries if they want to take part in this are you able to to run us through the sort of the timeline that's coming up yeah sure so for solo and duet classes, we're asking for all the videos to be in by May the 3rd, which is on Monday. Um, it just gives us time because it's quite a lot of work in editing all the videos together. Um, for the ensembles, we had more ensemble classes planned, but because of lockdown, it's not people haven't been able to rehearse or practice. So we've kept the ensemble classes very simple. We just have a, a primary and a secondary class and you can pretty much do whatever you want. So hopefully we'll have brass bands, folk groups, choirs, all in the one class. And it's just going to be a big celebration of all the kind of groups. Oh, rock bands. We've got a rock band entered as well so far. Um, so it's just going to be a lovely celebration. And we're giving the ensemble classes a little bit of extra time. So uh, the deadline for the ensemble entries is the 17th of May. And then the classes are all going to be shown on our YouTube and our Facebook pages um, in the first four days of TT week so the Monday to the Thursday of TT week. Such a fabulous idea and if somebody was thinking of entering and they think 
I don't know, maybe they're a bit nervous. Maybe they don't think that perhaps they've reached the right grade yet to start performing in front of in front of so many people. What w- what would you say to people if they were thinking about entering but just a little bit apprehensive? Well, I think everyone just appreciates the fact that people have taken the time to do it, whatever your level, it doesn't matter. Um, we're not going to do kind of like um, marks, so we're not going to compare anyone to anyone else. It's just going to be a lovely celebration and then the adjudicator is going to pick out the one or two people that they thought were outstanding in that class. So there's no kind of no pressure to think, am I better than that person? It's just going to be a lovely celebration and there will be winners because I think it's important that we do celebrate the really outstanding players that we have on the island. But it's not going to be kind of like sitting there comparing yourself to everybody else. So I would say whatever your level, grade one, below grade one, up to grade eight, everybody is welcome to take part and nobody is going to be kind of judged on what level they are. That's wonderful. And for the rest of us um, who are looking forward to being able to enjoy uh, the island's talent and um, and seeing what everyone wants to share, where where do we need to be? Where do we need to be to see these lovely performances? Okay, so um, our Facebook page, we've got lots and lots of information on there. Um, and the whole competition is called the Manx Virtual Music Competition or MVMC, not Run DMC, MVMC. <laughs> Um, so our Facebook page is MVMC 2021. Um, same with our YouTube channel. If you go and give our YouTube channel a like, that would be, or a subscribe, that would be amazing because if we get a hundred subscribers on YouTube, then we can have a personal, um, personal YouTube, uh, name and that will make it easier for people to find it at the time. So we're getting there. We're nearly there. <laughs> um, and if you want any information, you can email us direct, which is mvmc2021 at gmail.com. And we can send you out any information that you need. Spotlight, brought to you by the Isle of Man Arts Council. And good luck to everyone entering. Now, the popular Acoustic Man guitar concerts are headed to Peel for the first time next month. The concert will take place in the main hall at the Peel Centenary Centre on Saturday the 8th of May at half past seven. And it's a great lineup once again with Babs Killier, Peter Corkle, Chris Killier, John Gregory, also known as Blue John, who is the organiser, and Adrian Cowan, who joins us now. Adrian, how did John get you involved in the Acoustic Man concerts? Um, I, I met him a long time ago when I used to take photos of bands and he was a journalist at the newspaper and I used to give him the photos I'd taken and then kind of through the music scene and open mics got to know him a bit more. He brings artists over from America and I, he asked me to help him support um, when he was supporting someone at the Aaron Arts Centre so that was my first proper concert with him. And is performing or music something that's always been part of your life? Yeah, I've, I've always been interested in music. I've, you know, I've started singing at school and then when I was a teenager, going out watching bands and things. And then, as I said before, I was taking pictures of bands for a few years and then decided you know, I wanted to have a go at performing as well. So I started concentrating and trying to get good on guitar so, and started open mics and that just built up my confidence. And then I was doing singing lessons. Well, I still do singing lessons just to, that helps with your confidence as well. When did you first start playing the guitar? Um, who who introduced you to it? 
as a teenager, all my friends were getting guitars and forming bands. So I had a guitar back then, but I was never really any good at it until, you know, stopped concentrating on it about 10 years ago, probably. And then five years ago, I started doing the open mic nights that Eugene Wilson runs. So it took me a while to build up the confidence to be able to do it. Yeah, I'm sure. But I'm sure your singing lessons must have helped. How long have you been studying singing and what kind of styles do you study? I've been doing singing lessons with Mandy Griffin for three years. And we we do all sorts. You know, we do classical, um, musical theatre, and occasionally we work on the songs. I Because I I, the types of songs I sing on the guitar aren't the classical type songs that we do in singing lessons. So sometimes Mandy helps me work on those as well. It's always lovely to hear about how versatile people can be as performers. Describe your style to us. When we come to this concert on May the 8th, what kind of music can we look forward to hearing? For me, um, I tend to play like pop rock, country, folk rock, so things like Crowded House, In Excess, Delamitri, and then some songs by John Prine and Guy Clark. It depends on the audience. I play different things. You know, if it's a loud pub gig, I tend to play more in excess type stuff and if it's a quieter gig like this concert's going to be I tend to play more finger picking and folk country type stuff and the next Acoustic Man concert is taking place at the Peel Centenary Centre on Saturday the 8th of May tickets are available as usual from Celtic Gold Shakti Man, GH Corlett in Douglas and Thompson Travel in Port Erin. And of course, you can also make your purchase online too. Now, if you were tuned to Manx Radio this afternoon, you'll know that Late Lunch had some rather special guests from the cast of Shrek. Douglas Choral Union's show hits the stage this Saturday. And I'll let Howard introduce you to everyone. We are indeed joined by not the entire cast of Shrek, but we do have some <laughs> some very important people here associated with it. Mark Doherty representing DQ as principal sponsor. Tony Jones is the chairman of the DCU and uh, Dandy Dancox playing Princess Fiona. Very good afternoon to you all. Good Thank you. And well, first off, I suppose, really, you just be, must be absolutely delighted. It is at last going ahead. Yes, uh, I mean, it's been a roller coaster, really. Um, we just had to get in a positive frame of mind, and if there was any chance at all of it happening, we wanted to make it happen. Um, we were having, at one stage, three Zoom meetings a week and uh, between the production team and, and the committee. And uh, I have to say, the staff, the management the staff of the Gaiety have been so supportive and so as enthusiastic as us, really, to try and get the show on. Um, and then when it came to the third third lockdown... Uh, we were starting to worry a little bit, but um, had a few outdoor rehearsals just to keep us going, <laughs> and um, and then suddenly the restrict all restrictions are lifted, um, so we were back on again. So we're looking forward to it. And it's an important year for you to be able to go ahead with this as well, isn't it? It is. 125th anniversary. We've got all sorts of events lined up, uh, culminating in a, a ball in the early September. So it would have been a bit odd if we hadn't had a show going on as well. <laughs> 
And Mark, let's come to you then, because obviously, mm-hmm. I mean, we know you from the stage anyway. You're you're often in these productions, not in this one, but obviously supporting it as DQ. So you must be thrilled that this is going ahead. But why why do you feel it's important from your point of view to support shows like this? Um, just from from our perspective uh, of DQ, we just want to show that continued support to community. And what better time to show that um, at this moment in time when community is needed more than ever? Um, I think uh, it's, I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's a privilege to be associated anyway with DCU. Uh, we've always said that, you know, they, they continue to sort of put on fantastic, excellent performances. And any chance you get to be associated with excellence, you, you, you know, you take that. Um, That's why they're on late lunch. Yeah. Uh, yeah. um, so this is like our 12th year being associated with, with, with DCU yeah. um, and an important year it's the 125th yeah. anniversary yeah. and even more importantly um, you know, bringing us out of lockdown with a show bringing us together as a community galvanising us all um, I think there's you know, huge important messages and again just happy to be associated with all of that and a great fun family show as well it's oh absolutely yeah. it's all about, about. Yeah. And do, do you get sort of that frustrating being an actor of course and uh, scaring the bejesus out of me in, in the, <laughs> the child catch yeah. but um, yeah, yeah. Do, do you get that sort of like you know oh I wish I was there when you're not sometimes I, I think you wouldn't be human if you didn't get that um, all you know you get a bit of a hint of jealousy and you go oh, I wish I could do that but uh, at the same time just massively proud of my friends being on stage and, and enjoying watching them perform and often you don't get to see that because you know you're on for your scene you don't see what your friends are doing but now getting the opportunity to watch them and sort of go geez my friends are actually really massively talented spotlight a privilege brought I, I really to you by the isle of man arts council it is terrific and uh, then the uh, we do have an awful lot of fantastic talent on the island Great to be in it, no doubt. Has it been difficult in the rehearsal period with this sort of, you know, will it, won't it sort of going on? Yeah, I think it kind of, I think a lot of people kind of got down, especially after Christmas, because just before Christmas, we were in such a great position. And I think, um, Tony, I think you'll agree, we were pretty much ready to go on stage before Christmas. And then obviously the two week Christmas break, then straight into a lockdown. Then I think we probably had about two or three weeks after that. And then it was back into a lockdown again. So I think it was definitely a bit of a an emotional roller coaster, especially because obviously doing Ghosts last year as well, that got cancelled. So I was like, oh no, like I don't yeah. want it to happen again. Um, but yeah, no, I'm dead excited and I can't wait to show everyone what we've all worked mm. so hard on. For... I mean, the cast have been absolutely amazing through. Yeah, yeah, very supportive. Yeah, and it? even the committee. Like this is my first show with the DCU, and I've just loved every minute of it. That everyone backstage as well not just the my cast members even though they're all amazing the crew the the committee everyone is just so lovely and it's such a family feel down there and I've been made to feel so welcome and yeah I I just absolutely love it so I'm excited to get it on and and to show everyone what we've what we've worked on And of course, people very familiar with the film, no doubt. Yeah, they absolutely. come along to the to the show, the stage show. It's it's a different sort of thing sometimes, isn't it? Doing an interpretation yeah. on the stage, will they recognise it? Will it be very different for them? Yeah, no. I think if you like the film, you'll definitely like the musical. There's kind of the the memorable moments in the film or in the musical, and kind of the quotes that people like and and the parts of the film that everyone finds funny and everyone loves is is in the musical. So. So, yeah, I think no one will be disappointed. Yeah. <laughs>
And I think we had a bit of a preview of um, some of the costumes last year when some of the guys came in. But I mean, there must be quite a lot to do with regards to making someone into Shrek and yeah. Donkey. <laughs> and so there's got to be some good creativity going on there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, as well as the costumes, one of the issues is the heat. You know, the, the costumes yeah. are so hot and they have to have wear these cold padded, padded jackets yeah. underneath with ice and all. And it's... They wear ice underneath well, their costumes. Well, they wear costumes. sort of a, a special jacket, don't they? Yeah, so, yeah. so Ian and, and Jonathan, obviously, as Shrek and Donkey, the costumes are just mammoth. The Donkey costume is amazing, but I don't know how Jonathan can stand being on stage in, in that costume. Because it's a very active role as well. Yeah, like yeah, he doesn't yeah. stop moving. And he does sweat a lot, actually. Yeah, but he doesn't, actually. They've got, like, cooling beads, and he's got them all over, like, all over the place um, to try and cool him down. And there's girls on hand in the wings with fans and bottles of water and stuff to keep him going. But, mm. but yeah, wow. his costume is intense. Wow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Gosh, the things yeah. you have to do. That does sound. So that's Jonathan uh, Slight playing Donkey, I think. Uh, um, Ian Dixon playing Shrek yeah. himself. Yeah. Who else uh, in playing the major roles? Um, we've got Lorcan playing Lord Farquaad. Um, <laughs> and he's probably, I would say, got the most costume changes, I think. He's got a ridiculous amount of costumes. Yeah. For no apparent reason. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, he's um but yeah, all three of them are amazing and I've absolutely loved working with the three of them. Yeah. So yeah. And is it a lovely role, Princess Fiona? Is it a great role to play? Yeah, it is. It's it's kind of not your average princess, which I quite like. She's she's quite tomboyy and she's like one of the lads and she kind of she's not afraid to I mean, she has a farting competition on stage, so <laughs> she's, um, she's definitely Oh, it does sound like Mike's radio, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Da- Daddy's been practicing a lot for that in, in reception. <laughs> That's um, not true. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, she's she's a great character, and, and yeah, yeah, she's great. She's got a good feisty attitude, which I like, and it's a good comedy role as well. Marvelous yeah. stuff. The, the getting, of course. I think you were, the getting was last uh, weekend. I think everything gone, yeah, gone according yeah. to plan. Always yeah, a tricky yeah, time. Yeah, the scenery was uh, big. <laughs> a lot, a lot <laughs> of it. Bigger than we thought it was going to be. <laughs> yeah. So it was a bit of yeah. No, it was, all went well. Everybody came down to help, and uh, mm-hmm. yeah. I, I mean, everybody's looking forward to it. I was saying before, you know, we we didn't know what the public reaction would be because once we got to um, probably the first lockdown. Uh, or the second lockdown around Christmas time, the the bookings sort of almost slowed to a stop mm. because people were so uh, you know weren't didn't know whether it was going to happen or not. Yeah. Um, and it was either going to go one way or the other. Either people were a bit wary about going into the theatre so soon, or they couldn't wait to to be get out to the house and and just be exposed to another to a musical, yeah. uh, which which is great musical for all the family. Um, it's not just for children; it's for the whole family. Um, although I say it's not just for children, we're in a position now where the two matinees for the Saturday the first and Sunday the second are almost sold out. We've we've now opened the gods, oh, and we're opening the gods for wonderful. the final Friday performance as well. And and, and what you deserve. Quite yeah. right too. Oh, Quite right too. So just fat. give us those you were saying sold very well, but you can still get tickets. I yes, believe, still, even though it's still tickets. Really busy. Yeah, I mean so, some some evenings are, are a bit quieter yeah. than than. than Obviously, the matinee last performance, but uh, yeah, there's plenty of tickets. Get them now. <laughs> Great. Yeah. And the actual dates it's running from until? It's running from uh, Saturday the 1st of May, which is a matinee and an evening performance. A matinee performance on Sunday the 2nd, and then an evening performance from the Monday through to the Friday. Terrific. And yeah. possibly the first musical to happen in the UK. 
since goodness knows how long. Yeah, wow. So, how about that? Fantastic. You, know. yeah. you could be on national news, hopefully. Fingers crossed. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Uh, I know it's going to be an absolute storm. A great thing to get live theatre back on the Isle of Man again. Wonderful way to get going. So many, many thanks. Mark, Dandy, Tony, we can only say, break a leg. Thank you very much. And as Christy said there, this could be the first musical to take to the stage in Britain this year, possibly. Answers on a postcard, if you please. Won't it be lovely to see the gaiety open again? And with such a great show to start things off as well. Lovely stuff. Well, thank you very much for joining me this evening. That's all we have time for this week. But I'll be back next Wednesday at the same time, six o'clock here on Manx Radio. And if there's anything that you think we should be featuring on the programme, just email spotlight at manxradio.com. I'll see you next week. Slen you.